Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group and good to be back on the deck here. We're going to be talking about vision versus execution. This is one of my favorite, favorite topics as to, you know, everybody has a vision. Everybody wants to go to heaven. When it comes to execution where rubber hits the road or let's call it people doing the push-ups, not so many of us are that enthralled or excited. So, you know, the whole aspect of I'd rather be bored and rich than excitable and broke is all about, hey, where is the consistency? How do we slowly but surely and very predictably are working towards that space called I am moving towards my vision? Ultimately, I am achieving my goals. I am hitting my targets. I am accountable to my actions that are part of my plan. That's the execution part. Definitely where the muscle and the, uh, and, 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 the, and the continual growth for any individual and or their business and their team and their life is where the wins are. So we're going to be talking about vision versus execution. We're going to be focusing on what it takes to be an outcome-based outcome-based thinking individual, an outcome-based thinking organization, where the focus is totally on the productivity and the predictability. How we ensure that if something goes not exactly according to the plan, we address it really, really quick. We ensure we're really clear about what our core is, and we're constantly asking the questions because they're so basic. It would be absolutely crazy for not asking these three questions. What's working? What's not working? And what am I doing about it? So, you know, I always think about the people who have the gunner mentality. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And we're talking about execution now, right? Those people, in my opinion, are the ones that are always going to play in the space called mediocrity. I was gunner. Just think about it. Are you or are you not a doer versus are you or are you not a gunner? You either are or you are not. In saying all that, let's get into this podcast. There's some really cool information about to be shared. Enjoy. My name is Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group, where we help overworked and underpaid business owners learn the privileged lesson called leverage. In your business, if you don't have 100% alignment with what it is that's important, what it is that helps you keep on moving forward, if you have a sense of 90% alignment and not 100%, if you have a sense of 90 99% alignment and not 100% for what is your vision and what it actually stands for, you will most likely hit and miss the activities that are needed for you to get there in terms of the minimum time. So we've heard two very good stories here this, uh, this morning, but more importantly, there's probably others that have been bandied in the room in your you know, meet and greet in our networking stuff. But most importantly, guys, for most of you that know me, there is a very key catchphrase for where I come from, and I swear by this. And I had to learn it by hanging around some of the best of the best in the world, mentors and advisors, right? You've got to go slow to go... You've got to go slow to go fast, okay? I'd rather be bored and rich than excitable and broke, right? You want to start juggling a few more balls because you're pretty good at 
juggling one ball, but I'm going to try four or five balls. I'm going to tell you, your opportunity in life, your ability to get to a finish line and grow from there is going to be impacted. You're going to be slowing yourself down unbeknown to you because it's excitable. <laughs> juggling a few more balls, dropping a few, getting them. Oh, that's a great idea. It distracts me from the one I should be working on. That is called nothing more, nothing less than misalignment for what's important. So when you think about execution and execution with clarity and confidence, self-belief, you know, you think about self-belief as a concept. Who's heard of um, W. Clement Stone, in insurance, insurance uh, industry, one of, the, one of the stalwarts, right? The guy had an inverse paranoia issue. Does anyone know what inverse paranoia means? So someone will come up to... Uh, Mr. Mr. Stone, and they'd say, oh, we've just lost our best salesperson. He goes, that's fantastic. There must be a better one out there. Our sales are down, Mr. Stone. Our sales are down. Fantastic. Let's review our sales process and figure out which step are we losing the conversion at. He never saw anything from a negative light. He always was glass half full. Now, when you think about yourself and you think about your vision and you think about the self-talk, that goes on, your self-belief. When you think about the people you hang around with that might ultimately hamper or give you fodder to feed a negative talk, you're gonna ask yourself a question. At what level are you having positive talk or are you in a positive environment to ensure that you are moving your opportunity forward? Critical factor for success, seeing things from a half full perspective. And you just noticed up there, who cares if there's another thousand hamper supplying businesses in the world? What's my hamper business doing is the most important thing, right? There is enough for everyone and come from an abundant perspective, right? You've got to have some rules, you've got to have some criteria, but you've got to have alignment for what's important. You've got to have outcome-based thinking. Every time you make a decision to wear your suit or your uniform, whatever that is, that represents your business, every time you open your mouth or execute a level of hour here or there, you've got to be very clear on what is the outcome here. What am I trying to move forward? What is the sequence that I am connecting here to get me to an outcome? If you do not advance your outcome-based thinking, then you're going to be very busy and not so profitable, okay? So you've got to get really, really good at that. You've got to become a student of productivity. You've got to fall in love with being bored and getting rich, which means you are getting predictable. If something works, guys, you've got to duplicate that. You've got to systemize that. You've got to get more people working that system. If something's not working, you've got to put your hand up and ask yourself, what can we do different here? If something's not working the second time, you will need to terminate or eliminate, okay? No use holding on to something that's not working. At least you're giving it one chance to work or second time at most, get back to the core for the things that are working. So in Diamond Club and Board of Directors 12 and in our one-on-one -on -one programs, there's three questions and that's as simple as it is. And you learn to use them every other day in your own space. What's working? What's not working? What are we doing about it? Because that's the highest level of self-accountability. And if you want to flirt with that one, you want to sugarcoat what are we doing about it, as in she'll be right or I'm gonna, let me tell you what happens with gunners in this world. They stay in a place called mediocrity and they throw rocks at glass windows, right? So 
You want to play the game at the highest level, you've got to get aligned with what is your outcome and you've got to continue expanding your strategic thinking as to what's next. Because like a tree, our life, our business, there's no difference. You're either growing or you're dying, you're never staying still. Anyone that's staying still is actually going backwards, right? So outcome-based thinking and execute. Not let's execute and then let's think what we were trying to achieve and what's that aligned with. Because let's face it, guys, most of us work 60, 70 hours on average until we get to a point where we're working 30, 40 hours on average. And dare me say, at some point, you could work 10 to 20 hours on average a month and you've done your best work. I know for a fact that four hours a day, your best work is done. The rest of it's just making a boss or making your employees feel good that you're still there. I'm serious. Four hours a day, you get your most productive, most effective, most valuable tasks done. That's for everyone on the team, from the newborn apprentice to the most executive person in your business, including you, the business owner. You've got to become a student of that way of thinking. You have to go that way. Prioritisation. Jeez, I had a hard time writing that. Priorities. When we think about priorities, we're living in a world where they could change by minute. There are so many choices right now. There are so many options right now. There is so much things to be done. So let me just say this. Prioritisation is more about less than way more that needs to be done. You've got to almost get tighter and tighter and tighter in terms of the things that need to be achieved versus the 50, 100, 200 things that need to be done. Do we understand that? And that's in alignment with what? with a plan, a vision. If you don't get tighter and tighter for the good work, then you're gonna be caught being busy and busy and busy, and you're never gonna break that cycle. So prioritization is about the critical few versus the trivial many. You've gotta become an advocate, a student, an accountability partner to the point called what are the critical few versus the trivial many? In other words, for Board of Directors 12 and Diamond Club coming in the next couple of sessions, you will work on a list that says, what are the three things that I need to achieve every day, non-negotiable, versus the 50 things that need to be done for which what I don't complete today will be done tomorrow. Does that make sense? But the three things that need to be achieved, when does that need to be done in a perfect world, guys? Someone? in the AM hours when your energy is up. Don't give me your best work at five to seven and the family's waiting for you anxiously to turn up to the dinner table. That is not the time to do the important work. The important work must be done in the morning. And guess what needs to be the last thing you do before you leave, let's call it your place of work, your, your desk or whatever that is in your space. Guess what is the last thing that must be done and you must build intensity around this? It's your three things that need to be achieved tomorrow morning list. That needs to be signed off on before you leave your office. That's the last thing. Before you flick the switch off, that is the last thing. I'm giving you tips here now, right? So as you get better at that, you start viewing your day-to-day, your week-to-week your -week with sequence from an outcome-based perspective. Because the three things that need to be achieved are in alignment with what? what? What is the biggest, 
the biggest theme for this quarter, this 90 days, that we need to execute and now make it a progressed part of our business. And in the next 90 days, we'll figure out what's the next theme. And the next 90 days, we'll figure out what the next theme. Until you get so good that the 12-month themes are coming in. Uh, Michael, you were on year two. Michael um, from Core Impact. Great fitness, um, personal fitness studio just up the road here. Second year, board of directors 12. How intense was the goal setting this time around versus the first time? You know what you need to know now. You have predictability about where you need to go and therefore the hand goes up, this is what we're doing, with confidence. That's the difference when you keep on rehearsing this stuff, right? So, life and uh, business is nothing more, nothing less than being aligned. Distraction, we're living in a space where you have good distraction, bad distraction. I guess no different to cholesterol, I guess. You have good cholesterol and you have bad cholesterol. So if you get a result that says you've got cholesterol, you've got to ask the question, is it good or bad, before you do anything stupid, right? Like go on a detox diet or something. So distraction, good versus bad. Now, what would be a good example of a good, actually, let me use the different. What would be a good example of a bad distraction? My cousin that I don't really care about rings me in the middle of the day and my phone's ringing because it's right on my friggin' desk and it shouldn't be, but it's there. And I'm in the middle of just nailing a proposal but my long-lost cousin, or dare me say my long-lost friend, rings me up and says, oh, I just came across your name and we should catch up sometime in the next four years. And it's like, that's a bad distraction. Why did I let that happen? What was the decision I made to pick up that phone to answer that distraction? And more importantly, guys, what did it get in the way of completing? Okay? So there's got to be some rules. There's time to have your phone on your desk faced up because you know what? It might ring and that's the million-dollar deal about to come, right? And there's time to just, just put it away. Put it away. Turn it over. Put it on no vibration, no nothing. Right? Emails are the same. Good, bad distraction. What if you get that phone call or that knock on the door from the team member that says, that proposal we've been working on, there's been a massive development. Our opposition's just won it. <laughs> is that a good distraction? <laughs> that is a good distraction. Because that, me that needs an immediate team meeting. What the hell happened here? What happened? The feedback I had on Monday morning's meeting was this was moving in the right direction. Where did we go wrong not to... Have not to have understood we missed that opportunity. Good distraction, right? So you'll become an advocate of what is good and what is bad. Patterns. Life is a mirror. Your pattern right now, some of it is good, as in you are using logic when you decide how you're investing your time, how you're being productive, how you're creating value. You are good at it. But then there's the other half that you are not so good and you actually suck. And life is a mirror. And until you break a bad pattern, it's going to follow you just like a bad smell. Pattern breaks. What are the techniques? What are the strategies? What are the self-disciplined aspects to pattern break? We refer to that in our community, in our organisation as default diary. Where was I meant to be versus where am I and what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> so we do default diary ratios. Actual versus default. What are we striking as a ratio? And all I look for personally, guys, because it took me about seven years to master this, and I am an 80% plus on my default diary to actual um, execution. 
What it takes is the self-discipline to mark up 50% of your default diary, your, if it was a perfect world diary, telling me where I needed to be for 50% of my time, which is your highest value tasks, which is where you're building and growing team, business, customers, supply chain, boom, 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 right? If you don't have that in your diary, you'll be in trouble. If you've got a diary with no white spaces in it at all, you're doomed. You're doomed, you're tired, you're overworked, you're overloaded, you are over, 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 and nothing's showing for it. No money in the bank, problem. Okay, I lose passion at that point. I'm also starting to get a bit hazy and daisy about purpose, because I'm overworked and overtired and no money in the bank. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's a bad crossroad, that one, but it happens. 13% of the world's population run a business. 5% of that 13% ever get to $2 million turnover, ever in their business. Just think about that for a moment. Business is not easy, it doesn't have to be hard. You've got to start getting some of the disciplines in play. If there's one thing, if there's one thing I can leave you with today, if there's one thing I can leave you with today other than the clients that are not clients yet, there will be a time that you will put your hand up and that's cool. It'll be on your time, we're just going to be there to make sure we ensure we hold your hand when you make that decision. You need to be proactive versus reactive. In other words, you've got to spend more time, you've got to be committed to the more time, invested in alignment with your plan and your vision daily in terms of the work that is moving your business forward versus the time that I'm investing in my business, continuous dealing with problems and crisis management. Crisis management is something you've got to move away from. Now, for some of us and some of you, that takes a little bit of time and an advanced level of strategic thinking. Who are some of the newer clients in the room? Peter and Lil, um, in the last, what, four weeks, do you think you're moving into more of that and less of that? Totally. Is that good for you? Yes. Why is it good for you? Because all their eggs were in one basket. Hold your hat. Chris, four months in the game. Are you doing more of that versus that? And you're, you, you've got, in your hand, you've got a 20, 30, 50 million dollar opportunity global, right? Are you doing more of that versus that? You are now. Is that good for you? Yep. Are you happy about that? Yep. Do you understand the level of harmony needed for you not to see your kids for a couple of days in a row to make sure you get this sorted so that you can see them a lot more when you get over this hump? Cool. Very good. Just, just checking. Just checking. Okay. Um, if there's one thing I leave you with, just start eliminating the ratio of crisis management. You know, in our next M500 event, particularly for our clients who get this as part of being involved, right? It's about leadership and crisis management. Our guest speaker is Frank Panisi, um, the football director of Melbourne Storm. He was the only guy, the only guy to have survived what was a, let's call it a code red situation in that organisation four or five years ago. He was the only guy to have led from an administration perspective, from a leadership perspective, a bunch of an elite, a bunch of elite sports people and their coaches. He led them from an administration perspective from a point where they were playing games and not scoring points, right? And they were winning and there was nothing to show for it to a point where a couple of years later, and I'm not sure exactly, but a couple of years later, they won the flag again. That, to me, is leadership of the ultimate level. So he's going to be in this room on the 25th of March to share that story with us. 
Our Champions in Business interview will be with a young couple called Ben and Emma Storworthy, who run a business called Pinnacle Health Clubs. Against the trend in the big fitness arena stage, these guys are growing by multiples, quarter on quarter, and are building a phenomenal team in the process, right? So they're gonna be here to talk about you know, leadership and ultimately the transfer of leadership management. How does that work? Because this is their baby, and now someone else is running it because they can't be in four different locations at once. And they're also expanding some of their ideas and concepts into global spaces, which is just phenomenal when you're not even 30 yet. Isn't that cool? So we're gonna be hearing a little bit more about their story. Board of Directors 12, nothing more, nothing less. It's all about quality of life, but there's some work that needs to be done before we get there, yeah? But there's one thing for my community and my team and Business Benchmark Group. We will not leave nothing unturned, nothing unchanged. If it needs to be, it will be. There'll be hard questions, but more importantly, we work together in tandem, okay? We are your best yet, yet unreasonable friend, and I throw in the best friend from the perspective of, if you're not giving me warts and all, I can't be unreasonable for you. I'm just gonna be your best mate, and you might as well get that at the pub. This is why your, our future clients that are in this room, our future clients, we will go with your tempo, no problem. But the moment you say we're on, just like many before you have, it's game on. No problem, all good. Our business is all about making it easy for people to buy. We grow and multiply. Cool? Thank you so much. It's been an awesome morning. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis, and I hope you really enjoyed that podcast. I guess, you know, talking about uh, W. Clement Stone, the classic, oh, we lost a salesperson. Isn't that amazing? The next person we hire would be even better. You know, that whole inverse paranoia issue for which many of us would call brain damage. He turned that into an advantage and he took what was, you know what, he was on skid row and he turned it into a multi-billion dollar organization because his belief that the glass always being full never, ever left him. I just want to highlight, you know, the amount of unfulfilled plans, the amount of undelivered visions, not for anything else, not because the environment or the economy or, you know, luck is against you, but because as the leader and or owner and your decision-making process is the only thing that gets in your way. So when you realize, when you have that really good look and hard look that may be in the morning, in the mirror, also look within that mirror and say, what are you not getting in the way of today because you are winning? And I'm excited to be talking about winning because our next podcast in the next episode is going to be with the none but most amazing, most amazing football manager, general manager of a football club, Frank Panisi from the Melbourne Storm. I look forward to that. I look forward to sharing more podcasts, more insights, more pearls of wisdom. With every one of you, I thank you for being part of this journey as we keep up ramping up and keep on building the momentum called the Business Benchmark Group podcast. I'm Stefan Kazakis. We help overworked and underpaid business owners learn the tips and the lesson called leverage. We'll speak soon. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 039001 0878. If you liked this podcast, 
please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.